Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Gollwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Kag. Hello, Alison. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Take four. <laughs> Just to say hello. Mm-hmm. For those who have the That's video, you might even get to see our other attempts. Difficult thing to do, isn't it? It is. It is. It, just saying hello is hard for it us is. sometimes. And trying to fit on the screen is even harder, <laughs> isn't it? Again, for the video people. Because we need to lose weight. Well, we've been well, away twice this place. year, haven't we? Well, we have. And and the thing is, when we go back to the UK, it's a case of, oh, we haven't had that for a long time. Yeah. We've had that for a long time. Yeah. And then when we go to America, uh, we just eat all the wrong things. Well, because we're rushing as well. You've got, yeah. you got to eat where you can, which is normally not, yeah. not appropriate. No, we sort of live <laughs> on Ritz and Trail Mix. Yeah. And, but our Trail Mix likes to have M&M's in it. It does. We don't like the ordinary. We're not healthy. talking it's small bag. No, we're not. Because M&M's people. are very addictive. They are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not ramble. No. Let's go to our next location, which I'm really excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. And do you remember where it is, Keg? Because you looked at me then as this. Mm. I know. I was like, what? Which yes, one we're, we doing? we're coming out of South Australia. We're going across the oceans. Yeah. And we're going to back to England. We are. And we're going to the ancient Ram Inn. We are. We've been before, though, haven't we? We have. We've been twice now. We have, yeah. So let's talk about a little bit of the history of the ancient Ram Inn. Now, it is a well-known inn and it's very historic, but it's also famously haunted, Cag. It is. And it sits in a town, Wooden Under Edge, in Gloucestershire, England. Now, its history dates back to the 12th century and is often regarded as one of the most haunted locations in the United Kingdom. You and I have visited before. Yep. But it was on an investigation tour, wasn't it? The problem with that is you can't really investigate. No, no, you can't. And you get a lot of interference and and noise from other groups as well. So we were lucky. We did Mm. manage to. they, They were very good and allowed us to go into a room by ourselves yeah they were really good we kind of had that quiet time didn't we we did but then you've got all the interference from everybody else doing their thing yeah so so. it's a bit contaminated so we thought we'd try again and fortunately we happened to hit a night it wasn't being used and we had that opportunity to return only this time it was just the two of us there was nobody else there were we nervous yeah (laughs) We've heard about the demons and the devils there. So the ancient Remin is said to have been around since the 12th century in a smaller form to start with than it is now. However, the earliest deeds date back to 1350, which is still, that's the earliest record, non-verbal record that they've got that pegs that building. So 1350. That's still old. It's still very old. Very, very old. It was originally intended as a private residence and it served as a home for the local clergy and their workers, especially when the nearby church, St Mary's, was being built. Over the centuries, it underwent several renovations and changes in ownership 
And with each change in ownership, often came a change in usage too. Now, the building was added to over time with the present front-facing part, the famous part that's in all the photographs, which is that Tudor, beautiful Tudor frontage, which is bulging out now, by the way. (laughs) You look on the old photos to now, obviously the damp over the Mm. years has got to it, so it's bulging a bit. That part of it, Keg, was constructed in the 16th century, so in the 1500s for anybody that... Not very good at doing that sort of thing. The oldest part of the pub is thought to be the Mayflower Barn, which is attached to the ancient Ram Inn. Now is part of it, isn't it? So the barn is now just an extension of the building itself. And that dates back to the Saxon times. I wonder what it's called, the Mayflower Barn. Because the Mayflower (laughs) is what they went over, the first pilgrims went over to America on, wasn't it? The Mayflower. Because they left where I used to live. Well, when I looked up on Mayflower Keg, what I found is... The Mayflower is actually the lily of the valley, what we would call lily of the valley now. I've actually got a lily of the valley growing. Well, in that case, you have a Mayflower. I do have a Mayflower. That's probably because they... confused because it's not May. (laughs) I was going to say, probably everywhere else it grows in May. Yeah. And the plant, the English called Mayflower back in the 1600s, was in fact a plant most gardeners know well today by another name, which is the lily of the valley. But for the... Latin name, it's Convalaria majalis. <laughs> I probably have not said that correctly. I don't know why you just If did my husband was here, he would <laughs> he actually give you the correct he pronunciation. Would, he? He, he would. would. So apologies to any horticulturists out there of my saying of Lily of the Valley. So Yes, when talking to Michael about <laughs> anything to do with plants and trees, just asking for the basic name. Exactly. <laughs> so it was a very popular plant. And I guess in that area where the barn was, maybe it was riddled with mayflowers. Or Lily the Valley. Over its life, it has served various purposes, including as a public house, a courthouse. Did you know about that one, Kate? I didn't. It was known as the Tan House for a while because the local, not council, but whatever it was in those days, actually used it for the community and also had a courthouse there. Oh, A bed and breakfast, but it continues today to be known mainly for its ghostly reputation. Mm. Now, a deed from 1820 shows it being listed as the Ramin, not ancient Ramin because it wasn't as ancient, I guess. No, then. it wasn't, was it? But its use as an in- I suppose fairly new ramen is not going to be, you know. <laughs> the newly named ramen, <laughs> the new ramen. But its use as an inn probably was much earlier, with it being listed in 1724 as Horsepool House. Now, whether that meant it was a pub or whether it meant it was a house, I'm not sure. So it could be Horsepool House as if it was a, a stop, because obviously people would use horses back in the day. Mm. There was somewhere for the horses to have a drink while... They imbibed as well. Well, there was a stable there as well in the oh. house. And the only part of the stable that's left now is the hayloft, which is actually being or being converted into part of the house and part of the pub. I don't know. The Horsepool House, I haven't been able to find out whether it was a pub where people could stay and stop and yeah. rest the horses, water them up, or whether it was just a house to do with the mill and whatnot. It finally closed its doors as a pub in 1965. That was a good year, 1965. Was it? Yeah, very good year. One of the best. Oh, were you born then, Kat? I might have been born in 1965. It was a very good year. Sorry, the penny didn't click. Vintage year. Yeah, right. 
After this, John Humphreys bought it. And this former owner and custodian of the inn made significant efforts to preserve its historic character and even document the paranormal phenomena there that he experienced because it wasn't long before he moved in and he started to experience stuff there. He opened it as a B&B, though. He did have another B&B elsewhere and he thought it'd be a good idea to have this second one. As part of the agreement, though, of buying the property or being allowed to buy the property, part of the agreement was that it would never, ever be used as a pub again. Now, I think it was because local breweries then were worried about competition and they even filled in the cellars to ensure that this would never happen. Now, I I did wonder, Kag, you know, it occurred to me when we were there, if this is a pub, where's the cellars? Yeah, I never thought about that. No, I did. Mm. I did. My curiosity, my mm. hypervigilant brain was whirring around going, where yeah. is the cellar? And it would have had to have been under the bar. Yeah. Because usually you go down the steps behind a bar. Yeah. So where we were sitting with the graves, which we'll get into soon, should have been the cellar. Yeah. If that was me, I'd be digging that, that sucker back out again. Unless it's concrete, then that's going to be really hard. Yeah, that could be hard. <laughs> There's a drill. Now, his dedication, however, brought national attention to this inn as being haunted, which now has that reputation of being the most haunted place in the UK. Now, no sooner had John Humphreys moved into his newly acquired property, he started to have strange and terrifying experiences. It wasn't just John, though, who was experiencing this. His family, and especially his daughter Caroline, and even guests staying in the B&B would share his experiences. The main ones that were reported by John were that he believed it to be, excuse this one, but he believed it to be sexual demons. I'm sorry, but I never experienced that when I was there. You were hoping. I know. Now, these are known as an incubus, and then you also have the counterpart, which is a succubus. So one is kind of attracted to the men and one is attracted to the women. Mm-hmm. And he claimed that both were there. Now it's believed that maybe if this existed, a succubus and an incubus could be actually the same entity. It's just whichever the victim it's going for is. Right. depends on how it presents, whether it's one or the other. One also wonders... Cag, Mm -hmm. if his interpretation of the activity being a demon was actually due to his strong Christian faith, because I don't know if you know this, but he was trained to be a Baptist minister, and he did often carry a Bible with him. You know, we we have our own reality, if you like. If you believe in aliens, then what you're experiencing whether it's paranormal alien whatever you're going to interpret it as that if you have a strong belief system if you're believing in ghosts you're probably going to put it down to dead people because your bias is in that direction if you're very religious and christian and you've got things happening around you then your belief bias would be towards Christianity, mm-hmm. yeah, demons and angels. and So could his interpretation of it being a demon, even a sexual demon, could that be because of his bias towards Christianity? Or could it be attacking him in that form because of his belief system in Christianity? 
Mm, that's a good one. It's a good one, isn't mm. it? Now, I'm not going to say either way because I, I don't know. I wasn't there. These are John Humphrey's experiences, and he's the only one that's going to know. In fact, sadly, we'll get into that soon as well. Either way, the rumour of the inn's demons do endure to this day. Other ghosts have been reported over time, including a woman who was supposedly murdered in the 16th century and is said to be buried under the floor as well. A tall figure with a hood of a man who is frequently seen in what was once the bar area. A Roman soldier and even a witch. Now, any of those would have been good to see. (laughs) Are you giving spoilers away here, Cag? Would I? Not only have human ghosts been reported, but also animal ghosts. People often report a cat rubbing around their legs. Again, in the bishop's room. Now, the bishop's room is supposed to be the most haunted. Yes. And people often report a cat in there. But here's an interesting thing. What did we see when we went there, Cag, in that glass case? There was a mummified cat. There was. Where was the mummified cat found? Uh, was it up the chimney? Was it in the chimney or on yeah. the floor? Yeah, up the chimney. It yeah. was in the chimney of the bishop's room along with a Bible. Yes. And what did they use dead cats for? It's to ward away evil. Evil and protect combs. Mm. So cats, dead cats were often found in English buildings because it was seen as good luck charm to keep off the evil. Now this cat and this Bible is now displayed in the ancient Ram Inn. But it's not unusual for, for people to report dead animals mm. because at Taylor Town we had one there. We have, we a, have a cat there that people there. are constantly reporting, feeling, rubbing around their legs. And sometimes, do you know when a cat is happy and it needs its little claws in and out when it doesn't have to, but it's a sign of happiness. No, when it does that, neat, 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 neat. Do you know why they do that? In your legs. Why, Cag? Because I don't have a cat. Because that's, when they're the younger, that's what stimulates the milk. Ah. That little, that padding. Okay. Did they have to use the claws as well, though? Well, when they get older, they use the claws. It will stop. mostly <laughs> on my settee, but anyway. <laughs> so it's a learned thing from small. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. I've learned something today. Mm. Others to experience activity, demonic or not, were the guests staying at the bed and breakfast. Now, some were reported to have fled during the night, especially if staying in that bishop's room. Poltergeist activity is commonplace, with heavy objects being reported to have been picked up and thrown. In fact, Caroline, the daughter, when she was living there, because they lived there as a family until her parents split up, and then she she went to live with her mum. Caroline was also witness to such an occasion, with a cupboard actually being picked up and thrown, apparently. The most chilling report, though, came from Reverend John Yates, who was the former Bishop of Gloucester and who the Bishop's Room is actually named after. He had come to the house to try and exercise the pub, only to leave and eventually tell the media that the haunted ancient Ram Inn was the most evil place I have ever had the misfortune to visit. Well, now I haven't been able to find any more on that. This is listed all over, but I haven't been able to find any information about what happened to him there for him to make this statement. He made the statement, 
I just can't find any further information on what the statement was about. So if any of our listeners are out there, please, please add to this. If you know of what actually happened or have a link to where, then please, please add it. Let us know because I'd like to know more about that. But why would it be haunted keg? Why would it be Alison? Why? Why? You tell me why. I'll tell you why. Good. <laughs> it's because one of the most enduring legends associated with the ancient Ramin is that it was built on top of the site of an ancient pagan burial ground. Burial? Burial. Gone back to Yorkshire. Yeah. Burial ground for Australia. According to local folklore... I had to say that slowly, guys, because I've already tried to say it four times and failed. We've had fork law, my floor, spoon law. <laughs> now I've managed to say folk law. The inn is also situated at crossroads of several ley lines, one of which runs through Stonehenge as well. Now, ley lines are believed to be areas of high spiritual energy, which is why they put all those monuments the ancient people knew that and put all their monuments sitting on ley lines. And these two factors combined are believed to have enhanced spiritual activity there. Now, John Humphreys himself claimed to have found human remains, and it was of a child that had been stabbed as if in a ritualistic way. Again, I haven't found any historical evidence for this. However, the empty grave where he said he found the remains still remains there, and people do put flowers and toys around it today. John Humphreys did CAG send those, supposedly send the remains off to be tested forensically, and it did come back as round about the pagan era, about 5,000 years ago, which is kind of that era when Stonehenge was built. Again, I can't find any facts on that. Now, supposedly whoever's got the bones still have them today. I would love to find out more. So, guys, again, if you know of anything, please, please, for our own curiosity and for our listeners, please add to this. We're always open to people adding to the history. Visitors have reported a wide range of supernatural occurrences, including ghostly apparitions, unexplained noises and objects moving on their own. Many believe that the restless spirits of those buried in the supposed pagan burial ground are the ones that still haunt the inn today. The ancient Ramin stands as a historic and enigmatic location known for its rich history and the persistent reports of ghostly encounters. And it remains a popular destination for paranormal enthusiasts and curious visitors like us. Oh, yes. Like us. It has been featured on numerous television shows and documentaries exploring the world of the supernatural. And that's how we found out about it and why we ended up there. Yeah. It's one of those places you, if you can get as a paranormal investigator, mm. you need to go and do. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, there is one last death associated with the ancient Ramin. And that was the death of John Humphreys himself. Now, he passed away in December 2017, and his daughter Caroline still continues to keep this fascinating piece of history alive today, while John rests in peace overlooking his beloved inn from the cemetery close by. He's actually got a plot keg where he can see the inn from, oh, that's cool. from his grave, and I think that's lovely. Yeah. 
wonder what he thinks what goes on in there. I, I think he'd be highly amused. And we are going to touch, God bless John Humphrey, because he did help save this fascinating bit of history. And, you know, we'll never be able to say, and I know some of you listening to this are going to go, oh, but he was a con man. A lot of people say he was just conning and getting people stirred up because it brought money to his inn and to him. And he, some people say he was highly amused by it all. And, you know, we're going to obviously touch on that by saying this because there is two sides to a story and we like to keep those two sides very, very open. So when we went to visit, we tried not to think either way. John's the only one that knows. John's the one that experienced this stuff and he's the only one that truly knows and obviously he's taken that to his grave with him. We went into this place to do the investigation with that non-bias to whether it was a load of hoo-ha or whether it was like the most haunted place ever. And we just went in, thought we'd go with the flow. Now, I must admit, Kag, I don't know about you, but I was a little nervous. Um... Yeah, I yeah, poss- possibly. I think it's because of all the hype that you hear mm. about it. With any paranormal place you go to, any venue you go to, you you always hear the hype beforehand. No, you, you'd you? see it on the shows. You do. I mean, and you at the end of the day, there's so much out there. You begin to wonder which is fact and which is fiction. So you really, yeah, you have to do your own research and then. And I was really very glad that. Keg was with me because because earlier in the day, Keg, you weren't well. In fact, you woke up, remember? We were going to go to Stonehenge together that day. Yeah. And Stonehenge, you never got to see, sadly. No. Because you weren't well. You had a virus. Mm-hmm. And she just couldn't get out the, the room. So I went to Stonehenge on my own, saw it all. And she was still very peaky. And I came back. And I did say, well, you know, at worst, I will go and do the ancient ramen on my own because we'd obviously paid money to be there. We couldn't let the opportunity go past. And the whole time I'm being this brave person going, hey, if you're not well enough, you just stay at the hotel and I will do this whole investigation on my own. (laughs) And the whole time, deep down, I was like, please be better. (laughs) Please be better. But valiantly, I thought about your health first. Yeah, with your fingers crossed that I would hopefully improve very quickly. But it's it's because of what we had happen when we went with the group. Yeah, we haven't touched on that, have we? No, no. So we did go in 2019. And as I said, we were on a tour. Yeah. And if you ever do, if you have to go with a tour because you can't afford to book it yourself, definitely go with Haunted Happenings because that's who we went for. Yeah. HH. How could you go wrong with an HH? I know, exactly. Haunted Horizons, Haunted Happerings. We're like like a copy across the ocean. Yeah. So definitely book in with them if you just want to go and experience the ancient ramming, but you don't want to pay for the whole place to yourself. As I said, it was very hard because everything was contaminated, but there were those couple of freaky moments, weren't there, Kag? Yes. Yes, they were. Now, one of them was the quiet time. Everybody was put into a different area. It's a bit like our lockdowns, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. where we all put people into rooms. If we haven't got cells, then in the National Railway Museum, we put them in carriages. 
and they get to do five minutes of quiet time. Wanted Happenings gave us that, and that was probably the most enjoyable. I mean, it was all enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. It was enjoyable. But for us, where we just want to get stuck in and investigate, the quiet time was probably the highlight for us. So where did we choose, Keg, to do our quiet time? Well, out of all the places, we decided to do the grave. We did. We positioned mm. ourselves around the grave. Yes. We turned the lights off so it was nice and dark. Just a little bit of moonlight creeping through the door that is next to the grave. Yes. And we were sitting opposite where the, not where the bar would have been, but where the sitting area of the bar would have been. And we kept our little beady eyes on that grave, didn't we? We did. Nothing was happening, so... Being Kagamine, if ever you do go and watch our YouTube channel, just the heads up, we may break into song quite a bit. Well, occasionally. Well, actually, no, more than occasionally. Yeah, we do. Because yeah. we feel maybe singing brings up the energy and excites the spirits. And we have fun doing it. And we do. We yeah. enjoy singing. But we played this song and it was called... Come Little Children. Yeah. Well, that's the words to it. Come, but it's called The Hanging Tree. The Hanging Tree. And it's, come little children, I'll show you the way into the valley of darkness. Okay. And it goes into coming to the hanging tree where three men were hanged. Yeah. And it's all a very, we didn't realize how dark it was. So we're, we're singing these words and I kid you not, we both heard scraping where the, where the grave was. And then what did you see, Keg? Well, I was looking around and I noticed that the door that was near where the little bit of light was coming yeah. through, that I could see what looked like um, like a shadow figure, but it was like the height of a, a smallish child. Hmm. So I nodded you and went, can you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and what was my reply? Uh, no, I've got my eyes tightly closed. <laughs> <laughs> Except I said it not quite in that way. It's like, no, nope. Nope. I've got my eyes tight shut. Yeah. <laughs> if I open my eyes and I see a little black-eyed child looking at me. <laughs> it's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble. <laughs> oh, but it was really weird because, yeah, I, it was it was the – it wasn't a loud scraping noise, was it? But it was, it was no, a scraping. No, it was definitely – it's hard to describe it. Yeah. But then there was a there was it looked like a shadow figure, a small shadow figure by by the door, mm. uh, and then we just cracked up laughing because Arson didn't have her eyes open, so that was lost it. Yeah. After that, in my defence, there isn't a defence. In these, my defence, big girl, it did indeed feel very edgy there. It was. It was edgy. Come it, on, it was very edgy. But do you know what? I still had my eyes open, and was looking around. I did have my eyes closed. <laughs> At least I didn't put my torch on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so it's one step. Probably because I couldn't find it. Yeah, probably. Probably. One other incident that you forget about before that happened, the reason why I was already a little edgy is because we had been as a group into the Mayflower barn. And I had been standing at the door. And the whole time, the whole time I was standing there, it felt like somebody was standing right behind, and I mean right behind me. And the group who were watching in my direction said they could see what looked like a shadow behind me that wasn't my shadow. I was already a little unnerved, I guess. 
But moving on to 2023 CAG, we finally got that opportunity to have the building all to ourselves for the night. And it was all to ourselves. There wasn't even a guide. There was no host. We were given the code to the door where we would find the keys and we were to let ourselves in and then let ourselves out. So nobody on site at all. I think as we were setting up in there, that that nervousness disappeared. It's it's a weird thing. I think when you go into somewhere and it's an unfamiliar, dark place, all your senses are heightened. Yeah, they are. It's, it's nature. It's mother nature. Your brain is on heightened mode looking for the predators like we would have been in the old days. And as you start to realise there isn't any, and you start to relax a bit more. Am I wrong? No, I think when you go back to a place. A second time. The second time, it's never as creepy because you've, mm. you've been there, you know what it's like. And it actually seemed quite... Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it changed a lot. It had been, it had been cleaned out more, it had been cleaned up more mm-hmm. since the first time we were there. Um, and even the Mayflower Barn had been cleaned up and was yeah you could get into it probably yeah and it just it was very homely really it was the other thing as well though is as we know you can go into a place one time and it'd be very peaceful you go into the place the next time and you're on edge because it just feels very very different yeah so who knows as we began in the Mayflower barn and asked if anybody was there and would they let us know with the lights around the room, the flux triggered, didn't it? Yes. That's the proximity device mm. as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was good. And what colour did it? It was green. It was. And what have we explained to them? We said that green was a yes and red on the other side was a no. Mm. So here's me asking, is there anybody there and could they light the lights up to say, yeah, you know, that you were there? And it came out with yes. Was that somebody confirming they were there? Who knows? Following this, we had a couple more bits of equipment light up, all with different environmental triggers. And one of those is when we actually um, we asked if they'd ever heard of Australia. Mm. And it's almost we got direct answering. We did to that one. Yeah. In fact, it went crazy, the ADI. ADI? The EDI, even. <laughs> I'm no good with things with letters in it. Have you noticed? yeah the the edi went crazy didn't it it did absolutely which was interesting because that's what i like to see so already in that first probably minute of being there we had the flux yeah which works on temperature change and movement between it and wherever it's calibrated to We've got the EDI, which was air pressure and cold air going across it. And we also had a strand of lights across the floor, which was an EMF tripwire. So high EMF fluctuations will trigger the lights. And that went off as well. Yeah. For me, I like it when you've got all these different triggers. It's almost as though somebody was going around playing with them all, Mm. seeing what they did. Yeah. What is this stuff? Yeah. Now, the strangest thing on the video in there, and this one bugs me, Cag. This one bugs me. It bugs me big time. It bugs us both. I ignored it when I was editing, and I ignored it when I put it up. 
And then people started commenting on it because what we've got in the video, and I, I am hating bringing this up mm. because anybody who knows me, my background of proper research, not just doing the YouTube channel and tours, I don't like orbs and i'm sorry to all the old people out there i respect i respect that people do believe in orbs and i'll never knock that belief system because everybody has a right exactly everybody has a right to believe in what they do because there is no hard and fact that ghosts even exist so who are we to say how it works? But in anything, anything to do with orbs, you will see I'll flick over and go, that's nice. And I don't actually, as a photographer, believe in orbs because I can, I've done experiments. I can recreate every single colour and every single movement of an orb. We can get over that. You can, instead of calling it an orb, you can call it a light anomaly. A light and an anomaly. That's easy to say, isn't not it? Not for me, it's not. It's a bit like railway anomaly. <laughs> All right. In this video, and I'm loathed. You're going to see how loathed I am again to say this. People were pointing out that when I asked a question, a light anomaly, shall we call it that? I feel happier with that. Okay. Drops down seemingly hits one of the lights on the tripwire and as soon as it touches the light, the whole tripwire lights up and then you see nothing more of that light anomaly. And I ignored it because I thought it's just an orb. And then when I was reviewing the footage again, the video again, because obviously we have to recap on what we had happen, I said to Kag, you know what, I am playing this over and over again. And if this was close to the lens, which is how you get dust orbs and light orbs and stuff like that, because normally it's within the where it can't focus. So it, it's within that four inches usually of the lens. The light strip is away from us. We should see as it drops down, it continue below the light strip. Yes. And I said to Cag, hey, you just went, Neh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was you like, turned your nose up. I went, orb, okay. Orb, okay. And I said, no, 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 you've got to look again. And I replayed it. And we replayed it. And we replayed it. And it's weird. As soon as it touches the light strip and the light strip lights up, there is no more sign of it. My rational side, I'm still going to say is going to go, this was just a trick of the eye. So once it hit, just happened to hit that area, and then it was lost to the camera after that. That's my rational side. But because it, I don't know, because it is unusual, I know people do like orbs out there. I'm going to bring it up anyway. I'm going to play it for those who are on the video version. Comment away when you look at it. In fact, comment away... On the video, you can go and watch it on the YouTube channel. That's for free. That's not on the podcast. Go and have a look at it. Comment. We're quite open to discussion. You don't have to be rude. And don't be rude to people who believe in orbs, please. But 
to get a discussion going, go and have a look. Even photographers, I, I'm happy. I want to believe it. It's still just a piece of dust. So, yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I am not I'm an not. orb person in the slightest. No. But you have to say this is unusual. Yeah. The only other time I've got something that's unusual is like that was on a static camera. In fact, I might put that up as well, by the way, guys, on the video version because I've never released it publicly. We had a security camera set up at the Adelaide Jail aimed on the second floor down to the hanging. I don't think you've seen it, Keg. Hanging. Have you seen it? Yeah. All right, so you can comment on it. Yeah. So what you see is this pulsating light come in. There's crossbars. It goes seemingly under the crossbar of one, over the crossbar further off, goes behind the mannequins that we've got, you lose it behind the mannequins and then it pops out from the other side of the mannequins, goes up and then drops down behind the bar at the end. The bar at the end, how long would you say that hallway is from the camera? Oh, it is a long... How many metres would that be? Useless on yeah. distance, but it's... Um, it would have to be 40 to 60 metres, Probably. 40 to 60 foot, 40 to 60 metres. Metres. Metres, yeah. Don't quote me, I've never measured it, but... It's quite a distance. If that's dust near the lens, how can it go behind mannequins and pop out? Yeah. So this was taken right back, by the way, before Haunted Horizons. This was back in the days. I think it was around about 2006, I reckon. It would have to be 2006, so it's a, yeah. It's an old piece. Yeah. I'll put that up for you. Let us know. It's actually done on one of those little silly ones with the hand thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've covered that bit, very embarrassingly for us. The seal was interesting as well. So if you're into Amy's Crypt, you'd know about Ghost Tube. And she's brought out one recently, or Jared has programmed one recently called The Seer, which is very interesting. It turns, I guess it turns Ghost Tube, the words that come out, into picture so it sends it to ai and ai makes a picture out of those words and he's actually it's world leading isn't it it is it's very very ingenious really and without doubt we've had some weird things most of the time it's random we have had some spot on i know spot on and extremely strange one of them i can't tell you about because it's a bit on a trigger system to some people yeah it should never have come out the seer put it that way the seer brought up a photo that was eerily, wasn't it? It was just oh. eerily similar to the barn with the texture of the walls and the and the floor, and it even had an old door like that was on the floor. Yeah, because the, the the barn floor was made up of um, old style bricks, mm. and also to make it flatter because it was a bit undulating, yeah. uh, they put um, old doors down, and. That's what it came up with. It came up with old-style bricks and doors on the floor. Now, also while talking about bodies in there that were buried under the floor, because there's thought to be a lot more bodies under those floors than just the remains that were dug up, it brought up what looked like a rotting carcass, didn't it? Which was kind of nicely timed. 
<laughs> now, we did go into an EVP session, which didn't reveal much. We thought we we might have had one, but when I checked back on the video, we can hear birds much clearer in the background. So because it was still daylight, yeah. unfortunately in England it doesn't get dark until about 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. So we'd started in the barn because it was darker, no windows, but you could still hear the blackbirds and the pigeons and the chuffs. Is it called chuffs or coughs? I can never remember which one they're Chuffs. Called. They're chuffs. Chuffs or coughs? Yeah. What birds are you talking about? They're blackbirds. Not blackbirds because blackbirds, but they're like a crow thing. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Or are they Australian? We have them here. Never heard of chuffs. They're the ones with the um, white under the wings when they take off and they have that funny sound. Chuff, 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 chuff. Because chuff to me is a polite way of saying, uh, you know, you can say you're chuffed. Yeah, but all right, let's look up. (laughs) Actually, I'm curious now. Where did the word chuff come from? I bet you it's the coughs. So we've looked it up, so you don't have to, haven't we, Kag? Yes. The word chuff is an English word. And it's from a British, I'm going to read this a little bit, British dialect from obsolete chuff. (laughs) It is swollen with fat. That's me. So that was from. Swollen with fat. I'm a chuff. That was from the 1520s when that was first. Yeah. A record of swollen with fat. We're both chuffs, Cag. Yeah, I'm chuffed with being chuffed. I'm chuffed with with my chuff. (laughs) A second British dialect, chuff, has an opposite meaning meaning displeased and gruff, rude fellow, a coarse, fat-headed, blunt clown. (laughs) (laughs) Coarse, fat-headed, blunt clown. And that's from the the 15th century, which is of unknown origin. So there you go. But I was correct. I was correct. I also looked up about birds and found that, yes, there is – what looks like the word cough, which is C-H-O-U-G-H, but it's pronounced chuff. chuff. And they are the ones on my property keg. They have the white wings when they take off. But there are chuffs in England as well. Yeah, they're rare now, but they probably weren't when you lived there. 300 breeding pairs apparently left. Mm. There you go. I see, I know these things. Yeah, he's talking about it. bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Keg. I am full of curiosity and full of wonderful trivia for people. Shall we get back to what we were doing? I think we should do. So, because our EVP was ruined, we could not say that it was non-contaminated, we decided to do something else instead. So we went into the ghost box. The first thing it said when we turned it on? Hell. Is there anybody here tonight? wants to talk to us. Very fitting for a place with a demon, isn't it? Isn't it just? <laughs> and unfortunately, when it said hell, Kag got hiccups. So it yeah, was hell for it me. Was. Well, no, it was hell for me as well. She was very loud. I know. It's on the video. I can't help it. Once you get hit, once I get them, it takes ages for it to go as well. I noticed. So you were asking out for help 
Yeah, well, if we, if to, well, obviously, you know, one way to get rid of hiccups is to somebody to give you a fright. So that's why I asked, wasn't it? Could you, could you scare them away? And it came out with something really strange. It did. It came out with CAG. It did. Was my mother there? <laughs> it seems like your mum always seems to butt in somewhere, doesn't she? Doesn't she? She just like, she follows us around, probably making sure you do yeah. your job properly. Now, one of the interesting responses, because it was a number, I said, um, how many people, how many living people are in the room? Yeah. And you can clearly hear the word three. How many living people are in this room? And you were going, well, it's wrong. And I said, well, there's a little argument going, didn't we? Well, yeah, because actually there's only technically two living people. I know, but then I did say, don't be livingist. <laughs> don't be livingist. Don't be livingist. Livingist. <laughs> because they're alive too in some form. So you're not actually, by asking how many living people in the room, why are we discounting who's there? Livingist. That's it. Don't be livingist. That's a better word than livingist. I've made up a new word. If they're sentient and they're talking, well, we, yeah, and they're interacting, but that's not what I asked. I wanted we wanted to know how many actually of us were in there. Well, you not, didn't say that. You said well, how many true. living people. So you got the answer that technically was correct, or it just randomly came out with three, <laughs> and we're just making all this up. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> The most impressive word, though, that should never have come out of a radio station in England. Mm-hmm. C-bomb. Yeah, very clear C-bomb. It was so clear. It was. So there's a three with you. Somebody wasn't happy. Cause, probably because you were being living at Probably. Esther's next because we can't stand the sound of the ghost box for too long, can we? No. It hurts our ears. It does. It does. I picked up my headphones and as I dragged my headphones away and smashed my voice recorder on the floor because I plugged my headphones into the voice recorder and not the ghost box. Professional. Professional all the way. Yep. We finally got it right. And I went to go and sit at the table. There's a table the barn is a big, long barn because barns are, aren't they, Cag? And they tend to be. There was two tables in there, one near the entrance when you come in, which is where we were sitting, and then one right over the other side of the barn with more seats where I went to sit with mm-hmm. the headphones. Now, already over there, I did say, for some reason, it feels very different over this side of the barn. Yeah, you didn't look comfortable over there. Whether it was because it was further away and darker, I don't know. But it definitely felt much chillier over there. Well, to start off, we had the lights light up. Mm. It's like it's almost like it's saying, hello, welcome. Yeah. Like, cool, that's nice. And then I came out with, you're welcome. I, I did wonder when I said, you're welcome, whether it was saying, you're welcome, that I put the lights on. Yeah, that's cool. So did you work here? I came out with the really reassuring word of dead. Wow. Now, I love your reaction and my reaction to when something says dead, I'm dead. Well, yeah, because most people will would, would go, oh, you're dead, you get that reaction, and it's like, yay. And we're sort of like, oh, oh okay. I'm sorry, you're dead. Yeah, how long ago? 
I'm sorry you're dead. Yeah, sorry you're dead. Let's keep asking questions though. Yeah. And then he came out with two. You. <laughs> it's like, well, we'll be driving home carefully tonight. <laughs> exactly. And did it mean though, two of us? Was yeah. it answering the question from previously? Yeah, well, or how many of us are here? Or did it want us to die because it was sick of people coming in and investigating? <laughs> it was probably our Google. Oh, our Google. Our Google was speaking. Didn't like us in the slightest, no. did it? No. That sentient minx that she is. Long story, another time. So the next one. I, I, you were just going straight to the... I was. I was crux, straight, yeah. straight Straight there. into it. Straight, let's not shake hands. Let's just get straight into that burning question. Yeah, you don't want to go down, mate, because, you know, we, we have to be respectful. We do. We're not going to go down with the swearing and accusing no. and that sort of thing. But I wanted to know, the main thing for me was, are there bodies under the building? And I came out with a man. Which I thought was pretty... Pretty interesting answer. Could be men under there. It was a bit vague, though. It was a bit vague. So, you know, what man? And I said mine. Which, again, was it mine as in my body? Yeah, that was a bit bit strange. But anyway. And then what happened? Seer. Seer came up with a photo of an old man. Yeah. Which... And it was an old photo style as well. It was like the vintage... Yes, it was. It was the vintage-style photos of an old man. Now, it could be random, mm-hmm. but if it was random, it was pretty cool. Good, good timing. timing. Yeah. yeah. So then I said, okay, well, are you young or old to see whether the seer picture mm-hmm. was relevant or not? And I just came out with bored. Yeah. <laughs> I came out just after that, though, with tragedy. And yeah. then you were going, oh, no. It always amuses me with CAG because... She- <laughs> Nobody can talk to a ghost like it was a child, like Cag can. <laughs> no matter whether it's grown man spirit, woman spirit, or a child, it's like always. <laughs> oh. oh, no, what tragedy. Oh, what tragedy. And then I came out with plow. It did occur to us afterwards that maybe somebody under there was, it's a farming area, maybe somebody did have an accident did happen in those days safety wasn't a thing there would have been a lot of people mm, injured so or killed in plows and things like that maybe we just connected with somebody else who knows but then you reported oh, something yeah. else didn't you yeah i was getting colder and colder over there in fact i was ready to put a thermal on you gotta remember that this was june wasn't it may june and it was quite warm over so there. england was having a heat wave so it was quite we had our jackets on just because it keep the chill off at night but Thermal was pushing the point. And not hearing much more, I came off and I thought, I'll go back to CAG and maybe we'll move on. And you were really warm. I was. Well, I'm always warm anyway until you came and sat next to me (laughs) and you brought the coldness with you. You felt it, didn't you? I did. I was fine. I had no issue whatsoever. I was really comfortable. I I would say I was comfortable. I wasn't hot. I wasn't cold. I was comfortable. And then you came and sat next to me. And brought this chill. Yeah, you could air of chill. You could feel the chill. That's like, seriously, take it back. <laughs> I mean, we d- we're kind of discussing, oh, could it be the people under the floor, the bodies? And then Sia came out with one final photograph. Yeah. And that it showed bones, didn't it? Yeah, just Which, lots again, and lots good of bones. It mm. was. But we 
we kind of pushed our luck a little bit in the barn. So we went off to the front bar with our next, where the grave is. We thought, hey, we'll go back to the grave since at that last time where yeah, we had that scary, scary experience. And we tried well, you everything. Didn't, you didn't see anything. You just heard. Well, I didn't see anything, no, because my no. eyes were tight shut. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't see, you can't be scared of, Kay. Exactly. We tried to sing our song again to see if it would recreate. And apart from a couple of lights flickering, nothing. And it was that. bad, wasn't it? it was, our singing? Yeah. Yeah, it was. We it couldn't was remember pretty, the words. It was pretty bad. But give us our due, we actually played it from Spotify as well. Yeah. We couldn't put that in the video because we didn't want to get pinged. But even then, it was just maybe a couple of flicks on the tripwire and that was it. And after our singing, we even pointed out, we (laughs) brought them a gift. We sang as a gift to them. Yeah, I wonder... Whether they actually agree. Yeah, do they, if our singing, would you class that as a gift? Is it truly a gift? I would probably say it's more of a punishment. Mm. Depending torture. on torture, torture, yeah. Yeah, most people, they used to use thumb screws or, you know, whatever. Just bring no, Kaganali in. Yeah, we just Kaganali sing. will sing yeah. like larks. <laughs> or pillarks, yeah. <laughs> now, the voice recorder battery... We did question, or I questioned, because I couldn't get the I couldn't get the voice recorder working, could I? No, you couldn't. And you were on the battery. It's got to be the battery. It's got to be the it's battery. Be battery. It's so, gone flat. That yeah. was quick. The battery's drained, CAG. Now, the batteries on the voice recorders last forever, Ever. don't they? Yeah. They last and last and last. Um, so I got my torch out for it to have a look at the voice recorder properly. And what did we find out? I might have been hitting the stop button instead of the record button. Yeah, operator error, as it's also How called. many times have I done the voice recorder? Um, I wouldn't know. And thousands and thousands of times. One of the people who were watching the video pointed out that at the same time that we worked out that it was operator error... It was either Ghost Tube or Obelisk. I can't remember which one we were running, but one of them came out with Rocket. Yes. Which I ignored when I was doing the editing. But as they pointed out, could they meant it's not rocket science, for goodness sake, which it wasn't. That intelligent. If it was if it was a ghost, that was an intelligent. And it decided not to say anything on the EVP anyway because yeah. probably it didn't think it was worth it. No, they probably just lost the, lost the wheel then completely. <laughs> now, they do have a big crow on the wire that hangs yes. from the ceiling, a taxidermy crow. I think the first visit we had, we actually did witness that turning and spinning. Right. Amy's crypt went and it turned and it spinned. Spinned? Spinned. Spun. Spun. I'm sure spinned is a word as well. <laughs> if not, it is now. it's an Alison word. And then we decided we would try to replicate that and get it to spin. Yeah. Did we get it to spin? Nothing. Nothing. So we asked if there was a child there, see if we could get anything on the equipment and on Vox, which we put on. And apart from the EDI triggering the EMF wire, which was, again, three different triggers because it was temperature, air pressure, and EMF all at the same time, nothing, nothing. The Vox was quite 
as well, apart from one word. Yeah. Bored. Again. <laughs> Which is just rude. Bored. So we had that out of the Estus in the other room and we had it out of the Vox. Yeah. Okay, I could put a small cow out. Yeah, my little cow that's now gone missing. Has it? Yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, I put it out on one of the um, the lights. Mm-hmm. And, and there's 12 strings in that. Yeah. 12 lights. And it's only that one that kept triggering. Mm. And it's only, it's a little plastic cow. There's nothing inside it. It's not mechanical no. or anything like that. It's just a little old cow. <laughs> I like the way, I like the way you paused on that keg. <laughs> I didn't have to say a word. No. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing should have set no. off with the slightest. So. Esther's. Nothing. No. Nothing was talking really in the bar by the grave. So no. we went up to the witch's room. Yay. Witch's room has to be good, doesn't it, Keg? It does. Because it's a witch's room. Exactly. So we went to the witch's room. We did. And we tried to replicate something we'd seen on Amy's crib. Yes, because they put balls out, didn't they? They did, because on the table there, they've got an, an inlaid Ouija board, haven't it's they? Absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. Yeah. And in her episode, the ball on the, I think it was on the yes. Did they have yes and no? Yeah, they had a ball on each. But the one on the yes was actually rocking on its own and they got it on video. So we thought, excellent. We'll go one better. We would go several better, actually. We did. Because we used more balls, didn't we? We did. We think, I, have, I think we confused them, to be truthful, with that's so a, many balls. That's because I didn't lose my balls on the English trip. You didn't, no. Within a couple of Investigations. Investigations when I left a bag of 10 balls somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so we had one on every single possible answer. Goodbye, yes, no, male, female. So we had five out. And did it rock? Not once. once. Jolt. <laughs> Nothing. But Nothing this is good whatsoever. because we were probably doing as much moving around. As we were doing more moving yeah. around than they were, actually. And we're heavier. A lot heavier. We're a lot, we're a lot more chuffed, aren't we, Kate? We're a lot more a lot chuffed. More chuffed. <laughs> and not once. Not once did that ball wobble. No. So, any of them. Not one of them. So it kind of discounts just normal movements that Amy and Jared were making. So that's cool for yeah. them. And at the same time, because we do love Amy's crypt and what Jared's programmed and devised, Ghost Tube we had on. And yes. it said very creepily, it's outside. Now, that was really weird because I had just been saying to CAG, I am hearing sounds to the side of me off in the hallway. Yes. And as I was talking about that, Ghost Tube came out with that, it's outside. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like, that wasn't creepy. So we did an EVP burst? Nothing. Nothing. So we went to Estes. CAG, I said, it's your turn yeah, Let's where put- did you send me? <laughs> Why don't you go out to the it's outside hallway there? Well, I'd stay safely tucked in this room and ask the questions. And the first word you came out with? Here. Here. Hey. And I was trying to find out, well, what do you mean by here? Where? Now, you didn't answer that, but you said you came out with about the same time I asked that question. I wasn't alone. There was somebody. Yeah. There was something behind me. Yeah, something was moving around behind me. Yeah, you said the floorboards or something. Yeah, it felt directly behind you. Yeah, and so I had said, "Well, are you with CAG?" Yeah, and I came out with, "I want." I know you had an admirer. Well, I don't know about that. 
somebody likes you, Keg. Mm. And I said, what, you like Keg? So I was trying to establish, well, was it Keg that it wanted? When I said that, I had the strip wire on the bed, in a circle on the bed, and they flashed off. And flashed off. <laughs> flashed off. <laughs> What's wrong with flashed off? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just like... I don't know what it's funny with flashed off. It's just like the thing is funny. I'm sorry. I've just hit my glasses on the microphone. <laughs> oh dear, go on then. They flashed off. They flashed off and yeah. you went. Yep. You did. Yeah. Mm. So somebody does like you. And I asked, who wants gag? <laughs> and then I came out with eight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> They're all queued up behind you. Yeah. That was um, a little bit interesting. And I thought, okay, well, that's nice. She's got lots of admirers. Do you want to talk to her? You know, this was a bit great because <laughs> I d- obviously didn't know what was going off here and what was being said yeah. from your end. And then I came out with dead, <laughs> which is a little bit. But at the same time, you came out with dead. You were complaining about other sensations as well. Yeah, so my, my face was cool and also the front of my legs. Had chilled. Yeah, which was a bit weird. So I asked, well, is it Keg's hair? Because it is nice and curly and it's very attractive, very unusual, isn't it? Yeah, but then it came out, I came out with, um, it was Beacon. And Thomas. Maybe my hair was like a beacon. Yeah. Beacon. No, that's what I thought. Yeah, but then Thomas, which is bought it really. Why did that spawn? Well, maybe maybe he was saying that it's an, a beacon to Thomas. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Well, how could you not think that way, Keg? I just thought it spawned it. I thought beacon. Yay. Maybe it's like, you know, because it's bright, it's blonde, it's bright with the red underneath. Maybe they thought it was a beacon. And then they said Thomas, which was sort of spawned it for me. Well, well, no, he was introducing himself. Okay. So I said, well, touch Keg's hair then. Yeah, and I come out with leave. Mm. But but you were feeling a touch, but elsewhere. Yeah, I had, um, there was something was trying to almost get into my back pocket, was playing with the back, my mm. back pocket of my jeans. So, And there's not a lot of room there for anybody to play with anything <laughs> because we're so <laughs> chopped. Not with all that chuff. Yeah, we'll chuff. <laughs> <laughs> So the lights, the lights on the bed went off again. Yes. And we were packing up. We were starting to pack up. And I said, look, we're going. And you came out with a worrying word as well. Yeah, threat. Mm. So I was mm. trying to find out, well, who is this threat? Is the threat out in the hallway or is the threat in here with me? Now, I was hoping it was out in the hallway. But when I said that, the one and only real time that EMF lantern triggered all night, yeah. It triggered on the table with me. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's reassuring. So I said, okay, well, it's you've just gone off on the table. Can you make those balls move if you're over there by the table? This is where it got weird with you on Estes because without hesitation, you came out with the word. Ball. Mm. Then weird. Mm. And then take him. Threat. Who's a threat? Is there somebody a threat out in the hallway? So. Or a threat in here with me? Oh. That, I think, was the 
can you make the balls move? You're over there. Oh, weird. And then I did something that Alison's never let me forget. Because when you're on Estes, you haven't got a clue that any of your words that you're saying make sense. Mm. To you, it's just a random load of words that are coming. Or not load, sometimes only one or two. And I thought it was absolute rubbish that I was talking and took my headphones off. You did. Broke the connection. Yeah, because quite often when you try and get yeah. back on, you've, got, you've lost it then. Yeah. But I did find... Maybe not the other two words, but just the fact the timing on the word you came out with, which was ball, when yeah. I'm talking about the balls on the table, is really interesting. Yeah. Bishop's Room was next. Yay, the most scariest, yeah. most, most haunted room in the building after yes. all. Yes. Reverend Yates was driven out. Yes. Most evil place he's ever been in. So mm -hmm. we went in with lots of gusto. Yeah. Hardly anything, really. The only thing we had was the EVP session. And I did ask one question on that. Are you just trying to scare people by being whatever you want to be? And we did get a whispered, yes. yes. You're just trying to scare people? nothing else in that no. room at the end of the day it that place does have a vibe yes, and it does. it does feel like it could happen at any any time really yeah and it started off well we seem to get a lot of stuff in the mayflower building which is the oldest part of that building as I said, it's it's from the Saxon era, so I'm sure it's seen lots of history in that building. But nothing much apart from that. No. For us, we did not find a demon. We were oh, hoping. Bugger. Do you know one day? One day we'll find a sexual demon, Keg. I know. I know. You go there, you know, hoping you come across a succubus or, or an, an incubus. incubus, whatever. We're not but... we're not no. Nah. We're not choosy. <laughs> Whichever. Just be happy for one of them. Yeah. But it wasn't our lucky night, was it? No. No. Maybe next time if we go back. Maybe next time we will be totally different night or it will be a totally different night and we will encounter. Would you go back? I don't know. Would we go back to anywhere? This is a good question. People ask us this. Why yeah. don't you go back to so-and-so? Why don't you go back to so-and-so? Generally, because it's been done. I mean, there's certain places we have gone back we to. We have. But that's there's a reason behind that quite We've often. done Charleville twice and probably we'll go back and do it again because we're good friends with Samantha and yeah. we love hanging out with her. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have gone back more than twice well, because there's so many new places to Yeah, be. there's so many places out there. Um, yeah, we tend to go back. We go back for the people. Yes. Um, it's like West Virginia yes. State Penitentiary because of, of the of boys panel. used to work there. Yeah, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's too many new adventures to have. Yeah, too many new places. Because don't forget, our videos, our channel is a lot about the history as well. Introducing you to new places like the podcast with the history. You can't do that a second time. No, you've 
you've visited it. You've brought it to people's attention. You've gone through the history. And to us, that is probably 50, 60% of why we do it. Yeah. The investigation is just a bonus on top. And I think going back another time, you can't keep repeating yourself. Too many adventures to be had. There are. Just like too many podcast episodes now, Keg. (laughs) Many more to come. So we're going to sign off. But before we sign off, we have forgotten again to do this one bit. Please, please support us. I hate doing this, Keg, because it sounds so Let me do it then. Please, please, please support us. Go on to... If you can find anything to share us, to like us, to rate us, just please, 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 anything. We have Facebook. We have YouTube. Patreon. Um, Patreon. Um, we have um, on YouTube now, we do have subscribers. Yeah. It's only four ninety nine. I think, is the cheapest one. And you get lots more of yeah. us, if that's a good thing. Yeah. Just support us. Yeah. There's not many many things we ask for but just just to support even if you just like and share that yeah. does help yeah it's you know we do this and in all honesty with the podcast especially we get nothing back from it at all apart from we love going through it and we love sharing it with you guys so it's heartening it is so heartening when we read your comments yeah you don't know how much the comments mean to us on youtube channel and facebook and we try and answer them all they really do keep us going we love sharing our stories and hopefully you love listening to them yeah anyway that's us rabbiting on it is we're gonna go and who knows we might go back to australia next week we might do we might indeed who knows until i start editing yeah all right have a wonderful week guys and we will be back next week bye bye please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from Cag and Ali for listening. <laughs>